Well, hey, welcome back to the For Jesus podcast. My name is Luke Simmons, one of the pastors at Redemption Gateway, and I'm here with Joshua Reese and Alessi DeBartolo, and uh, great to see you guys again. It yeah. sure is, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Week three, we're, we're still doing this. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Literally dozens of people have dozens, listened to this. Dozens I, upon dozens. I think hundreds, actually. <laughs> I think it's dozens. Oh, <laughs> dozens. man. <laughs> but we're glad to be doing this, and uh, for those of you that are just joining us, kind of the whole idea of this For Jesus podcast podcast is that we have this saying around our church, all of life is all for Jesus. You've probably heard us say that. Maybe you've seen it on a t-shirt, but maybe you go, what does that really mean? What does that look like? And so what we're trying to do in this podcast is just have some real conversations about what it looks like to have all of life be all for Jesus. We don't want it to just be a slogan on a t-shirt. We want it to actually be how we live. And so um, what we're going to do today is have a little bit of a conversation based off of what we looked at last time. So last time we were together, we were talking about, I remember this one time when, I, I feel like I just keep saying that sentence wrong, Reese. Is that right? How did it go? Yeah, I think I, I remember this one time when. I remember yeah. this one time when. So if you if you didn't hear that, <laughs> go back and listen. That's episode two. Um, and we were kind of looking back at ways we'd seen God work in the past and ways we'd seen God kind of uh, involved. And, and we kind of reflected in that conversation that, you know, as Christians, we're often very good at looking way in the past. Oh, I remember the stuff I used to struggle with. I remember the stuff I used to think about. And we're not as good at necessarily recognizing God's work in us right now. So that's what we're going to actually look at today. Before we dive into that, though, um, next week we're going to begin, next week we're kind of beginning some cool stuff just around church. We're going to be kind of diving into a new initiative. As we preach through the Gospel of John, we'll be doing this thing we're calling King Jesus 2020. You'll hear more about that next week. And so the next uh, series of episodes is going to be kind of pushing into that. What does it look like to have uh, this election season and our thoughts around that be shaped for Jesus. So that's uh, some of what's coming. But today we're talking about how God interrupts us and how God invites us into stuff. And uh, that came actually from a conversation I had with a, a friend, a mentor. Um, I think some of you, I think you guys might know him. Do you know Gary Mays? Reese? Yes. You know, you know him. I've, I've I don't met know him. if you know Gary. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Gary's part of our church and um, has been a guy who's just been around ministry for, for a long time. He's a guy that I spend time with. And every time I spend time with him, I think, man, I want to be like Gary when I grow up. Mm. And uh, a couple months ago, he, he had this kind of reflection. I don't know if he had thought deeply about this or if this just kind of came to him. Uh, he seems like the kind of person that could go either way. But he said, you know, I think God is always doing two things. At the same time, he's always <laughs> interrupting us and he's always inviting us into something else. And so uh, those two words have just been kind of sticking in my head. <laughs> 2020s felt like this massive year of interruption. I mean, I could just go <laughs> interruption, 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 sure. interruption. Um, but that's what we're talking about today. How has God recently, how are you experiencing him interrupting you? And how are you experiencing him, therefore, then inviting you into something else? And, and just as you listen to this, you're probably thinking of your own stuff. And uh, hopefully this conversation can be an encouragement to you, but also a little bit of a model just of how to reflect on, on what the Lord might be doing. So, uh, Reese, you want to kick us off? How, how have you seen God interrupting you yeah. and, and inviting you into some things? Yeah, that's great. Um, so I translated this differently. Um, well, not differently. I, I kind of asked what it, what is what do I see God doing? Uh, mm. That's kind of, which is funny because that's what he's been interrupting me to do is to slow me down and say, Hey, are you watching where I'm working? Um, so that's a, that's a, that's a, that's against my nature. My nature is typically I will either hide when there's a problem mm. I'll, or I'll run 
or I'll fight. So those are the three things that most humans do. They hide, run, or fight. And um, I typically will do all three. So I do the like uh, run and hide a lot of times. I'll hide who, what I really feel or, um, or I'll just avoid people. That's my running. I just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. Um, and, or I fight. Kind of bow up. Yeah. I, that's my moment where I Macaulay Culkin it and come out from <laughs> under the bed and I'm like, I'm not afraid anymore. Did you hear me? And I go outside and I deal with my problem. Um, but typically that kills relationship because I'm just fighting. I'm not trying to do anything. And one of the things that I feel like God has been inviting me, interrupting my normal hiding, fighting, running, um, is to just say, hey, do you even see, are you even paying attention to what I might be working? And so COVID, like you said, has brought that like insanely into our lives because everything has been erupted. My schedule times 100, um, my family rhythms, uh, I just, they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't great anyways, so that's kind of a reset. So that's one thing that he's been inviting me to do. But really, um, more than anything, he's, he's, he's interrupted my normal um, ruts that I've been in mm-hmm. and invited me into paying attention to what he might even be working. And so it's been an exciting time for me. I've got to, I feel like I'm in a storm, but I'm not being thrown around. Like I'm calm mm-hmm. and I'm able to sit there and see uh, different things. And so I'm like this culture right now scares me. Um, I don't think it's maybe any different than it's ever been as far as, uh, the sinfulness of it or the, what, you know, the craziness of it. Um, but maybe it's just cause I'm older and I have kids now, you know, I may be noticing it more or maybe it is crazy. Who knows? It, it just feels very unstable. Everything from, well, from everything, I don't even want to list them to get everybody started on it and to get you those buzzwords, but everything feels like, holy cow, this is scary. And so it makes me want to hide, run, or fight. Those are my three options. Mm. And and that has really been, that welled up probably the beginning of this year, even before COVID hit. I said a buzzword. I shouldn't have said it. That's um, all right. But yeah, once that hit. It, See, someday, many years from now, someone will listen to this and they won't what? know what we're talking about. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So just um, to describe it, it feels like um, the opposite of me is what this culture is right now. Like the opposite of my natural flinch. I'm like, hey, are you serious we're thinking that? Are you serious we're doing that? Are you serious we're you know, that's, do we even have to ask that? You know, there, you can apply those to all the situations that are going on. Um, but God has kind of said, Hey, just for a minute, like just pause, slow down and try and see where I'm working. Hmm. And that's been contagious and exciting. Like I can't get enough of it. I'm any situation. And it's not just blind optimism. uh, That's just like, you know what? I'm sure God's work. Like somebody shot me in the arm. God's working through that. You know, <laughs> um, but it's like I. Everything else leaves me with just if either great, I'm a great fighter, or great, I'm a great hider, or I'm a great runner. Like it leads me. It leaves me with myself. But stopping and saying, okay, God, what what could you possibly do be doing here? Um, is the only thing that gives me the answer. I I kind of thought of the analogy of if I am upset because. Walmart stopped selling Twinkies and I walk into Walmart and the greeter's like, welcome to Walmart. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you, buddy. You guys don't even have Twinkies. <laughs> and I'm super upset about it. It's just kind of silly. Like mm. that's, I'm fighting with the wrong person. Yeah. And even if I went to 
the cashier and said that. It, I'm still fighting the wrong person. Even if I got the general manager, I'm still fighting with the wrong person. Um, and so it kind of is like, if I really want it, I got to go to the top. And so that's kind of where I'm like, okay, God, I'm waiting to mm. see what you're even doing here. Because, and there's sometimes that I'm like, I don't see you doing anything. What do you, you got to get to work, God. Like, this, your time schedule is not, you're not going to make your deadlines. So, um, what's well, interesting because as you say, I feel like I'm in a storm, but I, but I feel steady or however you said that. It makes me think of, um, just some of the ways I've, I've watched you growing over the last couple of years, specifically related to prayer and related to the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, as, as redemption and pastors, we've been, working a lot with See Jesus, which is an organization uh, that Paul Miller leads, and he wrote uh, a book called Love Walked Among Us. You've been actually taking students through who the person of Jesus is, but that's not like something you just decided to do six weeks ago. You've been kind of, you know, investing in prayer and investing in honesty and investing in sort of seeing who the Lord is, and it strikes me that kind of those deposits that you've been making in your faith over the last few years Mm. is now bearing fruit, Yeah, um, where it's you know, you're, you're still tempted to run or hide or fight, but you actually have more resources actually to take it to the top. Uh, it's not that you're not frustrated, but now you take your frustration to the Lord and you lament and you're honest and you pray and yeah. you look to him. Yeah. It's been, it, it has been great to do that. Like it, it's been fun to like smile when things are going against me, you know, cause it's like, <laughs> okay, God, it, it's almost like a, it's not good. I, I'm, I think through all things through fun. So it's almost fun when something bad happens. Cause I'm like, okay, God, you're going to do something. You, you've got to do something through it's this. It's a great perspective. And it, it's like, bring me a problem. <laughs> I hear oh, this. Did you hear about this person? Did you hear about this kid? Did you? And I'm like, man, what an opportunity for God to work. It's like, it's yeah. almost a, it's almost like a, a joy that can't be taken away. Yeah. So that's great, man. It's kind of cool. That's really cool. Well, let's see. What about you? Where, um, what are you seeing the Lord interrupt oh, and man. invite you into? A lot of things, um, but I'm going to choose one. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, just to kind of reiterate what a sweet season this has been. Um, so as I mentioned before um, in another podcast, um, my role at the church is to um, really be like the liaison between the church and the community. So a big part of my role is serving in the community. Um, But one area that I feel um, that the Lord has kind of interrupted me and invited me is showing me different ways to serve outside of my job Mm. um, and the ways that I can be a servant for him. Um, And so even just in the last... Man, it's, it's been different things over the last few months. So a few months ago, I was listening to a sermon by Louis Giglio, and one of his biggest points that just stood out, stood out to me is that a truth that we always need to remember is I am a servant, or ser- excuse me, I serve at the pleasure of the king. Mm. And that's just that's kind so of, good. that has just kind of um, continued to interrupt mm. my thoughts, my my daily studies as I wake up in the morning, it's okay. I serve at the pleasure of the king. Yeah, you sent me that sermon. Yeah. And uh, you don't do that a lot, but I'm always <laughs> no. intrigued by, you know, because I know you sort of devour content and listen to God's word and listen to people preach. And so when you said, hey, Louis Giglio just had this sermon on seven supernatural thoughts, you got to listen yeah. to it. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And yeah, that was one that really impacted me the power mm. of what if every day you thought, 
I serve at the pleasure of the king. Mm. Just how that would totally reorient yeah. that I'm not a consumer. I'm not a customer mm-hmm. of God's world. I'm a servant who serves yeah. in the pleasure of the king. So, uh, sorry, I had to interrupt too. I just, <laughs> I, I love that thought. Yeah. And, and you've told me a few times that that really is shaping yeah. your, your thinking. Yeah. So that, that continues to kind of continue to shape uh, my thinking. Um, so, so that was actually, I think, one of the later truths or supernatural thoughts that he mentioned. The other one is we are in his story. And so with that, as we are in his story, we are serving at the pleasure of our king. Um, and just this week, um, I was studying um, and I was looking at Jenny Allen is another um, female speaker and she like Luke said, I kind of devour some of this stuff. So um, I was going through a study through the If Gathering, and she was looking at Mary um, and how in Luke 1, um, 138, Mary talks or says, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Um, and the angel departed from her. So she has just found out that she's going to have Jesus, and her instinct is saying, I am a servant of the Mm. king. And so yet again, I was kind of hit of, I am a servant of the king. I want to live my life like Mary. Um, And they kept going and looking into what she said. She said, let it be to me according to your word. And Jenny Allen went on to talk about how surrender and trust are the two biggest elements of this passage of being a servant. And surrender isn't just a passive thing. It's an active thing. Um, and that just hit me again of like, oh, wow, okay. So it's, a, it's an action to be surrendering, to be learning, and to be a servant. And how it's an action um, is by us digging into this truth, the truth of who Jesus is, the truth of what he's doing in our lives. Um, and surrender is really hard. <laughs> And it's really hard to um, to constantly saying, okay, let it be, let it be. It's your will. It's your will. Um, and I feel like daily I'm having to just kind of hold my hands up um, in a posture of surrender and let it be. And this season is hard and this season is tough. And my specific season um, is, is a lot of just surrender <laughs> and a lot of, okay, I want to do your will. I want to be where you want me to be. Um, and some days I'm not very good at it. <laughs> and this is where I feel like the Lord is interrupting my life and reminding me, you are mine. And I get to be his servant because he chose me. And I get to continue. He's inviting me to continue to every day go to him and say, I serve at the pleasure of the king. I trust you. Let it be your will. Um, and so it's a, I'm sad some days. <laughs> I'm joyful other days. The joy that he gives us that surpasses all understanding. Um, not always happy, but I'm joyful because he reigns and he's in me. But um, yeah, so I think those are those are just some of the things right now that he's interrupting my life and he's inviting me in to rest, which is really hard for me, um, to be quiet and to just listen and, and say, I serve at the pleasure of the King. How can I reveal your glory today? Mm. You know, I think one of the things that's important when we're saying what God's working is to have affirmation. So I, I use the example of, I came back from a husband's retreat many years ago and I, I was telling everybody, Oh, that's so great. It's changed my life. I'm like, such a better husband, and Luke, actually, you were like, I think you were talking to Lauren, or she happened to be walking by my wife, Lauren, and you said, is he 
a better husband. <laughs> and she was like, well, we'll have to see. So like, I was like, oh, shoot. I don't, I, I don't I think, remember that, but I think uh, that sounds was, like something I would do. Yeah, I was like, I think maybe God was only working, in my, <laughs> maybe not working as much as I thought. But anyways, I've seen that in, in your life, just in these past few months, months, um, even stepping into mentoring. So you're you're now joining us as a, a sixth grade mentor to yeah. students Woo-hoo. so that's fun yeah, i got my girls and i know that that's hard to like especially when you do ministry to step into somebody else's ministry and like serve in that way mm-hmm. and i've just enjoyed um your kind of willingness everything kind of that you just said to say i'm going to serve at the pleasure of the king so it's like um joshua you're you may be lacking in these things but i'm going to like come in come into that i'm going to serve these students or the students may be driving me crazy, whatever it is. Not They haven't driven me crazy yet, no. so, okay, so you're good. <laughs> but just I've seen you kind of pour your heart out towards them, and I believe it's because of a of a desire to serve the king um, and, and follow him and loving others. So that's been fun to watch you do that so far. So Yeah, and I feel like for both of you guys, one of the things that so encourages me, and I, I hope, and I, I think anyone listening would sense this, is you guys aren't like professional Christians. I think that's sometimes <laughs> what people think happens when you work at a church. Oh, you sure. become like a professional Christian. And the thing is, you guys are just Christians. You're real deal. You have a real thing with God going. And you happen to vocationally, you know, serve full time mm-hmm. in a ministry. But um, but you have a real thing with God. And um, I feel like that's what it is for all of life is all for Jesus. And I just feel yeah. really confident that... Obviously, you have unique opportunities and unique blessings and unique challenges that come in your roles, but you would have this thing going with God no matter what you were doing. And um, even to hear both of you guys just talk about that is just just really encouraging. So, yeah, for, for me, when I think about this this idea of interruption and invitation, I mean, I just think of so many different little interruptions. Um, you know, even just this, this past weekend was the first... Uh, it was the first weekend where there was college football, but there was like not college football. Um, there were like four games, and and I don't know if you guys know this, but college football is like kind of like our family's fate. Well, at least Molly, and our kids don't like it that much, but Molly and I love it. We love to do kind of the Saturday football coma. You know, we watched college game day. I thought you didn't like sports. Seven a.m. Yeah, right. So we we watch it at seven a.m. College game day starts. We run around and dance to come into your city and then there's just a game on like all day and especially being you know west coast time i mean we can go to bed and there's still games on mm-hmm. and um this this weekend was like gosh this just stinks and i was irritable and i was mad and i was thinking about just all the ways that you know this fall is going to be terrible because all that tradition is just not what it was and I actually texted a friend of mine and said hey man will you will you pray for me i'm just kind of mad again and so I feel like there's just been tons of waves of that so interruption is it, it can look like little things and it can look like big things I think one of the things that I um, have been reflecting on in particular and I alluded to this I think maybe in our last conversation is um, it's interesting because for most of my time as a leader of this church and I feel like one of the ways God really does disciple me is through leading this church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he would disciple me in other ways. Sure. I was doing other things, but there's no question that part of how he shepherds me is, is through, um, through the leadership opportunities that I have. But throughout the history of our church, I've always felt like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. <laughs> People would go, uh, well, how, how do you do this? I don't know. I've never done it before. And we kind of reached a point where I sort of had done most things before. 
Mm. You know, I'd preached hundreds and hundreds of sermons. I'd led multiple building campaigns. I'd hired staff. I'd um, developed leaders. I'd kind of done so much that it kind of, I think I got to a point of like sort of feeling like I actually kind of do know what I'm doing. Mm. You know, So I, you brought COVID. <laughs> it's Luke's fault, everybody. Yeah, it's my fault. God is trying to work something in Luke. Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't mean that it, it, Really, I don't think I mean that in like a prideful, arrogant way, but in yeah. kind of just a self-aware sure. way to go. Like I have times where I go, oh, man, I'm like the old guy with experience now. Yeah. And I realize I'm not that old. Um, but but there are times where I go, man, I actually, I've been through that and I know that. Um, and here came 2020 <laughs> yeah. where it's like all of a sudden I'm back to what I don't know. I don't know how to lead online church. I don't know how to pivot into pre-recorded sermons. I don't know how to talk to a camera. I don't know how to keep track of all the people who we never see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, racial dynamics. So I'm going to mention all the things that Reese didn't want to yeah. mention, you know, uh, I left them off. I left them off. <laughs> you know, and uh, the death of George Floyd and the protests and the responses um, and content that we at Redemption put out, you know, Tyler put out a, a video related to racism that a, a lot of people were really encouraged by. And some people were really frustrated by uh, prayer events that we uh, were part of that some people really loved and some people really hated. Um, and then came the mask thing and all of that and then regathering and then not regathering. And then what right. There's like everything, every instinct, you know, I felt like George Costanza, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. And uh, <laughs> there's that one episode where George Costanza realizes every instinct he ever had was wrong. He should have done the <laughs> yeah. opposite. And that's sort of how this year has felt to some degree. Um, and so in it, it has really felt like this invitation of the Lord to say, mm. Hey, you actually need me. Um, you actually don't have all the answers. Um, and I, and I guess in addition to not just having the answers, I, I often felt like I had a lot of wind at my back in terms of people's support and encouragement. I mentioned last time I, I get a lot of encouragement. I get a lot of attaboys. I don't get a lot of angry emails. Um, but more than ever, my leadership decisions, my leadership motives have been questioned in a way they haven't been questioned before. And um, so that's felt like an interruption. Like, whoa, what happened? I thought I was kind of, uh, I thought I had all these people that really liked me. Yeah. Um, and now I don't know if I do. And and it's easy to overestimate that. And, um, and and I really don't want this to become like a, you know, okay, now everyone compliment me because sure, I feel sure. sad. But, but if I'm just being really honest about like what I'm going through, um, it has felt like this real invitation for the Lord to say, um, will you trust me? and not your own mm-hmm. wisdom and mm-hmm. experience and strengths. And will you trust that I'm enough? Yeah. And so it's just felt like this, all the stuff that we know is true, but we really struggle to believe it. Yeah. You know, I was actually even just this morning reflecting on the, the um, Beatitudes. Uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Mm. Do I really believe that? Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Right? I don't have them all memorized, but some of them. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. Blessed are the pure in heart. They will see God. And those are all things we go, yeah, 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 yeah. But this has been a season where it's like the Lord is going, do you really believe that that's the blessed life? Do you really believe that's the happy life is the meek life, right? Meekness. uh, The best illustration I've heard of meekness is um, meekness is, is being when you're more like a punching bag than a speed bag. Reese, have you ever done boxing? 
I did, yes. Yeah, you seem like the kind of person yeah. that would box. Alessa, you ever box? I did Muay Thai. Does it's that pretty count? Pretty good. Okay. So in <laughs> boxing, you know, you probably, no, it doesn't. I don't know what Muay Thai is. Wow. It, it depends on how you did it, but <laughs> I hit things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had boxing People? gloves on. People or with pads? Yes. I right. kicked. Continue. Anyway, so man, I so don't get any. When you do boxing or Muay, Muay Thai <laughs> or whatever, whatever that was, sometimes there's a speed bag, and the speed bag is that little thing that hangs down, and you hit it, and it just goes, and it just mm-hmm. bounces right back at you. Um, whereas the the um, the punching bag is the big, thick, tall thing, and you punch it, and it barely moves. Mm-hmm. And meekness, the 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 illustration I've heard is meekness is being a punching bag, mm-hmm. where you absorb the blow. Mm. And you just absorb it versus the punt, the speed bag that goes, but, but what about, but you, but you, you know, and it's this always got this reaction, always got this flinch. Mm. And so I've felt more than most years, like a punching bag. Um, and they go, will I believe the Lord that it's more blessed to be meek? Mm. Will I believe the Lord that poverty of spirit and realizing I actually don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I believe that that is actually better because every other thing says it's your competence, it's your experience, it's what people think of you. Um, and this has just been a, a re-invitation by the Lord sure. to say, yep. hey, hey, buddy, this is stuff you preach. This <laughs> is the stuff you know, but I'm inviting you to, to live in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it's really, it's lousy. <laughs> I kind of I like being self-sufficient and yeah. I like... <laughs> Um, and yet, man, I, I don't, I don't want to live that way. I mean, I just, I, so I really am thankful for what the Lord's doing through this time. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's it. What the Lord's doing is a big thing. I know you said, I know it can feel like I'm bragging on how awesome I am or whatever, but it's what's the, it's what the Lord's doing. I think we don't do it enough to say, this is what God's worked in me and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. I remember, uh, a while ago, you had asked uh, our staff, how long can we do church without God? Mm. Um, and that was a quote from somebody that had, had posted that. And I, you know, it seems like, yeah, we don't. But then when hard times hit, you're like, oh, I guess we kind of were not that dependent on God. Like yeah. we're, I think that's for all. I think it's for all of us to kind of think through is how long can we do life or church without God um, at the as our as our absolute rock and dependency so that's good and it as you get good at it it's hard you have to you have to continually uh kind of put that aside so yeah that's well good. and what i loved about what gary told me with this idea of interrupting and inviting is what he said is this is always happening mm-hmm. right so it's like i think a lot of us are going oh 2020 is the worst i can't wait for 2021 well guess what's going to happen in january of 2021 something else. interruption <laughs> And invitation. And it'll happen in February and in March and just turn the clock and year after year and month after month and day after day. And that's actually the grace of God. Yeah, It's God's unwillingness. He loves us too much to just leave us in a spot of where we are. He's conforming us to the image of Christ. And oftentimes, sadly, it's going to take pain and it's going to take interruption and it's going to take things not going the way we expected. But that is the grace of God. And so I just want to invite those of you who are listening to Consider what is God interrupting and and what is God inviting you into? If you have some stories of that, we'd love to hear them if you want to email us. But um, really, we, we just mostly want to encourage you to push into that. I think there's a tendency in all of us to complain, and to gripe, and to whine, and to uh, just kind of sink into a pit of uh, kind of self-centered 
mire. And uh, this really is the Lord's invitation to say, no, 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 he's doing something. Fix your eyes on him. Look at him. Uh, don't give up. Any uh, last encouragements that y'all have? Oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. Oh, sorry. You thought <laughs> uh, I was wrapping up. I thought you were going. I was like, he's done. He's gone. Um, shoot, encouragements. No, I would encourage you to, sl- I'm going to go back to what I started with, was to slow down and and start to ask God in whatever, in wherever you're at in life, whatever age you are, whatever situation you are, um, do the exercise of, God, what? Please, please show me, tell me what you're working right now. Either is it in me? Is it? Is it in? Is it in them? Is it in this guy, that girl, or is it in all of us? Is it both of us? I mean, because that's most of the time for me. I pray for God to work in other people's hearts, and He ends up working in mine more. Mm. Um, and that's just so much smarter than the plan that I would put out there. So, um, but yeah, just slow down and look at, at what are you doing, and it kind of leads into Alessi's. Like, if you're doing that, you're saying, God, I'm a servant of yours. So I'm going to follow you. So in order to do that, I need to see where you're leading and, and what you're working and doing that. And then it goes ends with yours of a dependency on the Lord to say, because if you're not doing it, God, then we sure as heck don't have this thing licked. So yeah, we're, we're kind of screwed. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just building off of that. I think it's... Piggybacking off piggyback of that. Piggyback. Jumping off the shoulders <laughs> of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's like the Zoom thing. It's a Zoom call thing. You just every oh. time somebody says something, I was just to piggyback off that or jump <laughs> off of that. Spending too much time on oh, Zoom. Yeah, over there. clearly. Yeah. Alessi, you were saying. <laughs> Sorry, we're interrupting. Um, <laughs> oh man, um, no. I think just uh, now. I don't. Now I don't know what to <laughs> you say. You were piggybacking off, off of it. <laughs> going forward, um, I think it's been so sweet in this time being interrupted, being invited even in sadness, even in, um, struggles, how close, um, I feel to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so just personally, just that dependence of like, it's, it's, it's like David and lamenting in the Psalms. It's just like in these kind of challenging times or in things when things don't go the way that we thought they would go and you cry out to the Lord and he comforts the morning and he, um, I I just, it's, you start to feel that grace. I've started Mm -hmm. like even more so, um, and so I just, I don't know, I just kind of to reiterate um, what you've said of just in that dependence, in that longing to, I kind of invite the interrupting, invite the, yeah. invite the, invite the interruption and, and, um, and him just working in us because I felt such a closeness personally um, with him through it, even though it still hasn't necessarily, my life hasn't gone the way that I thought it would in this mm-hmm. year or season, um, but it's better because he's near and mm-hmm. he's with me. Um, and yeah. That's a yeah, scary yeah. thing to invite that. I know. It, it is, but <laughs> like I remember uh, Joshua Watt had preached and said, nobody would ever ask for a valley time, like mm-hmm. ever. But looking back, it's those times that God has kind of done the most work in my yeah. life. And so that's, if you think of an interruption even as a valley time, like yeah. these low times where you're like out of control <laughs> and you don't know what's going on and... Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I feel like uh, it reminds me, I think it was about a year ago, um, we introduced a song that we sang here, which had been a Hillsong song, but New Wine. Mm. Um, and that I think kind that's of the scariest song we sing. 
uh-huh. Yep. That was my prayer last year that he would make new wine out of me, that I would be his vessel. And uh, I think I'm experiencing that. So yeah. in the crushing and the pressing, it's hard, but it's sweet because he's near. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought of that. I was yeah. like, Ooh, scary prayer, but bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> make me whatever you want me make to be. Make me whatever yeah, you want me great. to be. Well, listen, uh, next time we're going to be pushing into a different topic. We're going to be shifting gears a little bit. A big deal going on in our world and in our life is uh, politics and the election. Some of us are more excited about that than others. But um, what we're going to try to do over these next weeks is just really look at what does it look like to live that for Jesus and to uh, regardless of if you're super excited or you're, you know, wearing your Trump 2020 shirt or your Biden 2020 hat or whatever you're doing. Um, how do you have whatever you're doing really shaped by Jesus? So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at a number of issues over the coming weeks, but um, join us at that point. But in the meantime, just want to encourage you, God is interrupting you and God is inviting you to trust him and to walk with him. And uh, that's it for today. Have a good one. <laughs>